Welcome to BusinessWise, the show that provides you with management technology, effective management technology as developed by L. Ron Hubbard. Tonight's guest is all about sales. I'm Artie Marin, your host, and this is a show you won't want to miss, I promise you. Welcome back to BusinessWise. And as promised, tonight's show is all about sales. Our guest, Patrick Valtan. Patrick has trained 60,000, that's 60,000 salespeople and sales managers over many, many years. He's also a certified Hubbard Management Consultant. I want to welcome Patrick Valtan to the show. Patrick, welcome. Thank you, Ari. How are you? How did you get involved or start in the whole sales process in the first place? Was there something that particularly appealed to you about sales? You know, I mean, some people become engineers, some people uh, do other. What was, the, what was the appeal to the selling? Well, the appeal, I think, is the same for most salespeople, is to be in touch with people. Hmm. Uh, if you like people, you would try to find a job where you can have fun. And uh, as a salesperson, if you don't know how to deal with people, and if you don't like to deal with people, you don't choose that job. So the appeal is a relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay, now that's an interesting point, coming from somebody who has a, an MBA in international marketing. So that the, the striving towards education and all of that was also part of being connected to, to people? That's a very good point, because you know, if you look over the last 20 years, focus has been put on marketing. Because if you can see what's happening in America and all over the world, actually, um, the population is oversold. People are oversold. And the way corporate world is trying to handle that is by applying a effective marketing. But guess what? As long as someone hasn't sold something to someone, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. And after my MBA, I actually decided to take a sales job, uh, which was pretty much a challenge. You know, usually after an MBA, you get onto a management position and I, I took the challenge uh, to take back a sales position, um, basically to find out what was the best way and the most effective way to reach out to people and sell them something. Mm -hmm. So you did that, you took a corporate position in sales after yeah, the MBA. Absolutely. Uh, what happened then? Then, of course, obviously, um, I, I was lucky enough to be a good salesperson and having a lot of fun with the job. Uh, I was offered a sales management position pretty soon. And I just decided by myself, okay, I'm going to take that job under one condition. I'm really going to help my sales guys to boom their sales. So I started to do a lot of research besides doing the sales job myself on uh, what will make the difference. What is the missing ingredient that I need to find in order to make a big difference, whether I sell in France, in Italy, in Russia, or in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we should mention that your company, uh, which I think is headquartered in Europe, mm -hmm trains managers uh, all over the world. Yes, that's true. That's true. And, and again, my challenge was, you know, if you don't know how to sell something, whether you're a salesman, a sales manager, a corporate executive, a business owner, you're in trouble. 
So I really wanted to find out, okay, what will make the difference? In a world where people are oversold, what will make the difference that someone wants to give you his money? And that was a big challenge. Now, on that very same subject, selling, I think, has also gotten a, a sort of a bad reputation over the years. That's a good it's point. It's been redefined. You know, selling uh, means forcing something on somebody they don't want, can't afford, didn't need. Yeah. You know, that's a sale. Yeah, so much that it does affect uh, the position of a salesperson. Selling does not have a good reputation, and I tell you, it does not depend on which country uh, you are looking at. Mm. Uh, but but my, my observation was good salespeople sell better than others because they do something that others don't. And you know, Ardy, I've been in so many sales training myself over the last 30 years. I could not detect what would really make the big difference, and I still could not understand uh, why is it that those top salespeople were different. And then I did some research, uh, and I did find, I did find a difference. And, and we have uh, millions of people out there who would like to know what that is. You know, and those millions of people, if they are involved in sales, I'm pretty sure that they have themselves been in so many sales seminars. They have read so many books on sales. And don't make me wrong, they are very good salespeople and mm -hmm. very good sales trainers out there. Great people. But you know what? The problem is when you are a good, natural salesperson, you can talk about it, but that is not so easy to duplicate it. Mm. Um, Meaning some, some have a flair yeah. and they're a good salesperson because of that, but yeah. how do you get the fundamentals that'll work for everybody? Exactly, that's the big challenge. Because once you get that, you can duplicate it and you can change, I promise you, almost anybody into a great salesperson. Mm -hmm. So what is that missing ingredient that needs to be there so that someone who doesn't know what to do in life or someone is not really successful as a business owner or as a salesperson, uh, what does it take to that person to make customer not only willing but wanting to give the money mm -hmm. to you? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the point. And, uh, you know, I don't want to keep the secrets any longer, uh, but one day I read a book, and the book was Dynetics, mm -hmm. which was basically explaining everything about what's going on there. Mm -hmm. What's going on there? Meaning the connection between selling and the, and the mental process. Because that's... By, by the exactly. Customer. You see, selling, uh, and this is not new, by the way, selling is 90% the ability to understand and to manage what's going on in the customer's mind, you know, is the ability to manage his emotional position and reactions toward the act of buying. Mm -hmm. And that's the point. So if you master the emotional side of the buying process, you increase by 100, 200% your chances of closing the deal. Mm. And that emotional mastering comes about how? Well, it comes about, I, I tell you one thing. Most salespeople have been taught to give the best argument about the product or about the service. And again, there are good arguments for good products. The problem today is, you take your product or your service, chances that the only one on the planet to sell that product or service is no. And the best argument that you are using today I guess maybe 10 to 20 to 30 competitors are using the same argument. Right. So there's right? a lot of noise in the marketplace. There's a lot of noise. And, and the way companies are trying to handle that 
is by being more effective on the marketing side, mm -hmm. which is correct. It's, I mean, you need to be very effective on marketing. But at the end of the day, if the customer doesn't trust you, he's not going to buy. And the other point is today the customer will buy not because he needs something, he will buy because he wants to buy from you. Mm -hmm. And what, what I found out back 30, um, um, almost 17 years ago, what I found out with the Herbert technology is that if you master that emotional side of the buying process, you definitely hit the target. So you're, you're referring now to Hubbard's discoveries on the emotional tone scale. Yeah, I believe you have a book on that. It's called the Tone Scale Book. And uh, that book <coughs> explains exactly what's going on in the customer's mind when he makes a decision. Actually, right prior, he has to make a decision. I should mention at this juncture that there's a booklet um, that we're providing from BusinessWise uh, on the emotional tone scale. Oh, yeah. which goes into great detail on everything that Mr. Valtan is going to be covering uh, on this uh, fascinating subject of the, of the creation of understanding or the, the achievement of understanding with that customer, which you're saying is uh, the fundamental uh, for selling. Uh, those uh, viewers who would like to have a copy of the booklet, uh, it is complimentary from the show. Uh, just call the number that's on the screen. Uh, Patrick, I guess this is kind of a, a, a very simple question, but you know, there's all this technology of selling, all these do this and do that and do this. You, you seem to be undercutting it by saying that uh, the Hubbard system uh, simply is, is built on this liking factor or this understanding of, of the customer. Yeah, I didn't say on this liking factor, I said the understanding factor. Okay. Uh, the fact that the customer or the prospect is going to like you is not so much important. Hmm. What is important is that the salesperson understands the fundamental motivations of, of a customer to buy. Uh, the buying process responds to emotional factors much more to, than to rational factors. Hmm. So if you're asking me the key difference between all those technologies that are in the market, um, and, and the Herbert technology regarding salesmanship is exactly that. How can I understand and manage better the fundamental motivations of my prospect, of my customer, whether the sales happen on the phone or on a face-to-face -face meeting, see. you must be able quickly to understand, find out, detect what's going on. I'll give you an example. A prospect who tells you, you know, I'm very interested, let me think about it. It's a great product, it's cheap, he never buys. Mm -hmm. What went on? What did the salesperson miss? Mm. Now the Herbert technology, and specifically the tone scale technology, is allowing you to find out before it's too late, what's going on here. So th this is very different from the scripts that say when the customer says, I'll think about it, then you say this, and then they say that. You're say the, the Hubbard emotional tone scale is a scale then of emotional tones that you could recognize. You could recognize and it will allow you to decode what the customer is saying. Okay. When the customer is saying, you know, I need to think about it, or let me talk to my wife, or let me talk to my partner, Oh, he just says, I like it, I need to sleep on it. If you don't know how to decode that, you have 90% chances and of losing And this decoding is simple to learn? Yeah, it is very, very simple to learn, okay. absolutely. Patrick, how, did, how does one do that? Uh, tell, tell us a little about what the, the emotional tone scale is exactly. 
The tone scale is basically a scale that shows bottom up or up down the various emotional reactions and dispositions that a person may have toward a subject. Mm -hmm. And in selling it is very important to understand where a person actually is positioned on that scale in order to have the correct approach regarding your product or regarding your service. So in other, on a, any given product or service, the person has a certain emotional reaction or a tone? Related to the subject, which is related to the product. I'll give mm -hmm. you an example. Okay. Someone is looking to buying a car. Mm -hmm. It's a very typical example. What is the emotional position of that person regarding the subject of cars? Mm -hmm. That person may have had a very bad experience with a prior car. Mm -hmm. That person may be uh, very willing to experience a new car, like a hybrid car. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But that's exactly what you actually have to know. And the salesperson must be curious enough to, and interested enough to find out what is the position, the emotional position of that person regarding the subject before going into the sales pitch. Mm -hmm. Because this is the big problem with a lot of salespeople or business owners, whether you sell an idea, whether you sell uh, additional credit line to the banker, is trying to sell yourself and trying to sell your idea before knowing where is that person positioned emotionally. Okay. So, so in other words, I think I'm getting the point that if I am excited about this hybrid car, uh, I may have an emotional response that's very upbeat. You know, I right. really like that. Uh, if I've had some poor experiences, my last car had a lot of repairs, it didn't work very well, I'm coming to you, you're the salesman, and, and my attitude or my emotional view might be a bit down. How, right. how, so how does that affect you as the salesperson? You're going to have to investigate that. That's the point. You know, um, one big mistake that one can do is to rely on what one hears or sees. Someone seeming interested, someone seeming enthusiastic about your product. So the right? appearance then is not enough. And that's the, that's the key. A lot of people get caught into the appearance. You know, a person comes into the shop, a person is on the phone, very enthusiastic, very seemingly interested. Mm -hmm. The salesman goes, all right, that person is interested. Well, was it a true emotional position? So how do you find out? You find out by applying this Herbert technology on the tone scale. And I don't want to give you the details on that because it would take me two days, right? Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, people who are interested to know more about should, should get that free book. But the way you find out is by applying a specific technology. You know, behind the appearance lies the real emotional position that you want mm -hmm. to catch. Okay, so without getting into it too much, you did say a magic word. The magic word is interested. Yes. Uh, I know that Hubbard has the datum that interested is far more important than interesting. Yes. Which, of course, a lot of salesmen do. They attempt to be all very interesting. Yeah. Uh, how do you apply the interested principle to determining, to use the, the more of the street slang, to know exactly where this guy is coming from? That's a, that's a very key point, and it's almost a secret, right? Um, it's almost a secret. Yeah, we need to. <laughs> the, exactly. When I was studying the Herbert technology and how the tone scale applies in selling, you know, I found on something that most salespeople, professional salespeople, um, tend to lack because they've been almost brainwashed with the technicalities of mm -hmm. the product. Exactly. You know, there's another word for interest, and that other word is curiosity. Mm -hmm. 
And if you look in the dictionary, curiosity is being interested. Mm -hmm. and, and when you apply that tone scale technology, you learn to be curious, to find out things that the competition is never going to know. So this, see, prior to our coming on the show, we had a discussion mm. about the difference. You know, you're, you're a, a very special guest in the sense that you had this career prior to the utilization of Harvard Management Technology mm -hmm. as an MBA, as an executive, and then found the technology. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the difference. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that difference, again, not giving away the secrets, uh, again, you know, our, our viewers can get the booklet and, mm -hmm. and see all about the tone scale. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if that difference is not this curiosity factor. You are totally right. I mean, the, the difference is this. All sales schools have been teaching the following concept. The more I say, the more I sell. In other words, the more I argue, the better I place my argument, the more chances I have mm -hmm. to sell. And that is not correct. Uh, the, the biggest secret that I learned from the Herbert technology is this. The more you know, the more you sell. Mm. And to teach salespeople to be curious, in other words, to be interested, so that they can find out things about this emotional position, about the fundamental motivation that lies behind the need, behind the want. That's the secret. And that's what the Herbert technology does that no other technology could do, at least with my own experience. Interesting. So the more you know, is the more you so sell. So are you saying that most salespeople talk too much and don't listen enough? It's classic. Everybody knows that. Everybody confesses it. Everybody accepts it. Uh, but I, I, I mean, after having been to maybe 250 seminars, after having read about 400 books on the, on the subject, I, I never found a technology that would tell people how to get rid of that talk. Because here's the other thing, Ari. In selling, communication doesn't mean to talk. Communication doesn't mean to talk. It in means selling, communicating means asking hmm. and finding out. And again, we could take about you know we could take another day on the right. subject. So we could do a whole seminar yeah. on exactly how yeah. to find out. But that's the big difference. But the the tone scale booklet will assist people in understanding what the emotional tones are. Yeah. And and to some to that degree also how to utilize. It will explain people why they fail when they were sure they would close. You know. You come home and you are completely convinced that the customer will buy or you even sign the order. But you get a false sales. Why? What happened? And you see what a lot of salespeople do? They introvert. What did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, what's wrong with my product? What's wrong with my argument? What's wrong with my approach? I tell you mainly what's wrong, 90% of the cases, what's wrong is they did not understand what was going on. And that's the point. That booklet will explain the basics of it. So this is something that in your sales training of these, uh, what, 60,000 mm -hmm. clients that you've had over the years, yeah. uh, uh, the, so many of these are veteran salespeople. Oh, business owners, right. even corporate executives. So they're coming in yeah. figuring, you know, we know it all, and, and Patrick's company is going to give us another script or another yeah. way. To me, the biggest bug was, was the closing techniques. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's books out there right. and training on when you get to the closing, somehow the person changes. That's right. And, and now we're going to implement the closing techniques. What's your take on that? Well, my take is this. 95% of the times you fail in the closing phase of selling, it was not in the closing phase that you failed. Mm. It was prior to it. 
don't look into improving your closing technique. This is not the way that it happens. See, that makes a lot of sense because in, in some of the sales seminars that I've delivered, I've had people say, I, I'm having trouble with closing and I need a mm -hmm. new closing mm -hmm. technique. That's not what they need. Right. They need a better understanding of what's going on and they need a better understanding of what pulled the customer off before it happened. See, and, and, and understanding about emotional reaction and the emotional position regarding a subject is the key to find out before it's too late, I'm getting the sales or I'm losing it. And top salespeople, by the way, top salespeople do it naturally. Mm -hmm. The challenge here is to be able to take something that people do naturally and convert it into something that can be duplicated by everyone. Ari, I've trained top executives of corporate uh, companies as well as secretaries who converted themselves into top salespeople after the sales training. Why? Because they understood the key factor in the relationship. Now, wait a minute. See, you're making a very interesting statement. Yeah. You're saying that salespeople are not born. They're mm -hmm. not people who have inherent sales abilities, but that anyone, secretarially, the housewife, uh, uh, the street cleaner, if they can communicate, you can teach them to sell. Absolutely. I tell you one thing. The key ingredients, you need to love people. And that's a basic that every, everybody accepts that. That is not enough. It's not because you love people that the customer is going to love you. Mm -hmm. How do you make him love you is mm -hmm. the key point. Well, I mean, if you've got a secret to that and that's in this booklet, we're going to be besieged uh, with phone calls for sure. I hope you get that. What is, from your view, you, you travel around the world. Mm. I know you just got back from Russia. You were in Belgium. You deliver these seminars around the world. What's the future of salesmanship? We live in a different world now mm. uh, when we have the digital age. Mm -hmm. What do you see as the future? Well, what I see is what I get as a feedback from a lot of people around the world. Customers are complaining that they are in you know, lack of touch. They are not in touch mm. anymore. Um, do you know that 67% of customers who stop working with a supplier, the first reason, 67% of the reasons are they were complaining of a lack of interest and a lack of communication mm. from the salesperson and from the supplier. So they're out of touch. We have voicemail, things like they're that. They're out of touch. And right. I think the future is simple. We will need good salespeople more than ever. Got it. So we've had high tech. Now we need high touch. Get back to the basics. Okay. Well, thanks again, Patrick, for the Thank show. You, I think you've given us quite a bit of information. We look forward to hearing more about it. And certainly, I want to remind our viewers that the book on the emotional tone scale is available. Uh, just by calling that number, we'll make sure you get it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you on our next show at BusinessWise. Have a great evening. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>